guess what? Today is a new day, and I know it's going to be a great one. Do you know why? This is like a children's book. <laughs> and she said, he waits for her, and finally she says, why? And then he says, because you're still here in paradise. Smiley face. Smiley face is not a thing that you say out loud. He could just smile at her, but I can see why he wouldn't want to do that. It's not his best look. Guys, I think I went to the bathroom during this oh part. Oh, my and this God. This is really old news to This is the most incredible. important part of the entire episode. I can't episode. believe I missed this. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So we're back in paradise. Love triangles were created. Some fell apart. A rainbow flag was flown. Mm Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm neck deep in bachelor surf right now. I don't know how to get back to shore. The crabs are just crawling all over you. Is it a good thing or (laughs) am I terrified? Both. Uh, Both. Mostly terrified, but we have 19 pages of notes, four hours of TV to dive into, and we have a very special guest here to help us with that. Uh, Friend of the pod, Aaron Dark, thanks for joining us. So excited to be here. So happy to have you. And um, and before we dive in, we are going to give a little plug for some upcoming live shows. We have two live shows coming up. Uh, we're taking Here to Make Friends on the Road and then coming back to New York. We'll be at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on Thursday, August 22nd at 8 p.m. You can still get your tickets for that show at worldcafelive.com. We're also going to be at the Gramercy Theater in New York on September 4th with Phoebe Robinson. We're super excited. And you can get those tickets uh, on the Gramercy Theater's website or at Live Nation. Uh, we'll put the links to those in our in our show notes. And if you're coming to one of those shows and you feel like doing the homework, I think it can make it a little more fun. We will be recapping episode two of Bachelor season one in Philadelphia, and we will be recapping the third episode of the same season at Gramercy in New York. You can watch both of those episodes at 2BTV.com. That's T-U-B-I-T-V.com. And we'll be continuing the story of the first ever Bachelor, Alex's journey to find a woman he would date for a short period of time. (laughs) But first, Paradise. It's storming. And there's a rose ceremony. Thank I God. I completely forgot there was a rose ceremony this week because it happened so long ago. Remember Monday evening? No. <laughs> the distant I memory. Do not. I was just really relieved. After four hours of TV last week without a rose ceremony, I was like, At least on. we got one. Yes. At, at least, least we, we got, got one. one. Um, so we plunge right in to... The giving of the roses like we haven't really I think we already saw the cocktail party last week. Mm-hmm. It's so distant. Um, and some of the women um, are really freaking out. They don't have men interested in them. And three women are going home. Only nine roses for 12 women. Um, and apparently this is the biggest ever group in paradise. I, I can't tell. It always feels the same. It feels large. I don't know. OK, so the roses. Derek gives his to Demi, Clay to Nicole, Wills to Katie, which was yeah. inexplicable yeah. because we, we seen any saw that. no interaction between the two of them. Kevin to Sydney, 
Again, sure. didn't really see Again, that. Sure. Uh, JPJ to Anyeka, Cam to Kaylin, and Dylan to Hannah. Yeah, Dylan gets called first. So it seems like Hannah is expecting roses to be offered by Blake and Dylan. It just sort of depends on who's going to get to do it first. Right. I love all the tension. It was like it just matters numerically on the order. Yeah. Like there's no... There's no other tension. I was sort of surprised that they called Dylan, Dylan first. first. I was too. From a producerial move, I would right. have expected The Bachelor to call Blake Me first too. and then be like, whoa, who the fuck's Dylan going to give his rose to now? <laughs> I mean, I will say, I guess from a producer standpoint, then it's hilarious to have Blake be like, which of the women I've fucked over <laughs> should I offer my rose that she doesn't want to? That's true. It's better to watch Blake squirm on that end than Dylan. Yeah, I think yeah, the I only guess. reason that it would have been a really good move to do the opposite is because that would have thrown a much bigger jolt into Dylan's relationship with Hannah. Right. And given Blake a lot more confidence. Um, and that kind of might have amped up their conflict a little bit, but it didn't need that. So Yeah, it seemed to amp up just fine on its own. And so Blake next gives his rose to Tasha, who is like, I'm not a backup plan. He knows what he did. Blake who? We get it. You're not interested. Um, next, Crispy gives his rose to Christina. Uh, Annalise sure. had really been angling for his rose. She had been Hard. writing him prescriptions for six kisses a day. So she is shocked. You know what? I'm Look, Annalise just needed... She, this is not the setting for her. No. She needs to not come back. She needs to not come back. No more Annalise. Date yeah. in the real world, Annalise. You're very hot. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fine. I mean... Yes, no one knows better than Emma how fun dating in the real world is. <laughs> it's really fun. It's so fun. Yeah, but it's just like it's not like Annalise has had fun on the show ever. So it can't no, she's be not that much fun on the works. show either. But Never. she's probably getting paid. That is least. true. That is true. Um, I mean, no. I don't know. She's. I don't look like Annalise, so maybe dating is more fun for her. Emma, you're very beautiful too. Thank you. This is an Emma appreciation. <laughs> yeah. Um, no rose for Bibby, Jane, or Annalise. Uh, I feel like there is sadness in Bachelor Nation for Bibby, who is a fan favorite, seems so fun, doesn't have any game. Why not? It's confusing. Jane and Annalise, no one's sad to see them go. Even the people on the island or the beach, (laughs) back on Love Island, sorry. (laughs) Even the people on the beach are sort of like, why is Jane here? And like, yeah. Could she stop talking to me? Now she's not anymore. Now she's not. She can't poison anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) She must have put so much hot sauce on those tacos. How bad was it? Because even she was like, this is a little spicy. Yeah. And she likes to drink hot sauce. She likes to drink hot sauce from... I don't know, but she was I'm like, sure JPJ's relieved. She was like, this extremely white man definitely yeah. needs a hearty <laughs> dose of surprise hot sauce. Um, so Annalise, Bibby, and Jane exit left and uh, somewhat in tears, but it's time to focus on the new, the current 18. Um, and we have some some conflict brewing. Um we have uh, Blake and Dylan still kind of jousting over Hannah. Uh, Blake is determined to still pursue her. Um, and then we're going to have some new people coming in, obviously. It's going to be men this time. Um, 
I want to note that there are so many moments when we see the men like working out without gym equipment. And there's one point where Clay is literally like <laughs> making motions like he's pumping iron, but there's nothing in his hands. And he's like, he's just like, I miss it so much. Yeah. The, the Phantom dedi- Dumbbells. The dedication is really impressive. But I have to say, I'm also like, do those women not work out? They are all tiny and they I haven't seen any eat. of them do anything except sit around. They they, are eat. they just 23 with incredibly uh, genetically I mean, less I'm metabolism? I'm sure that helps but like at least pretend must... like you have to do something for it. <laughs> I wonder if it's just like less fun to show on camera. They must get bored and work out. Like I think people right. work out because there's not that much else to do. Yeah but it's always the men because the men have to like move Bulk large up. pieces of yeah. Yeah. Of rock to bulk yeah, up. Yeah, they're so like bench always... pressing like giant vases. And... Yeah, yeah. There's doing like good weird push-ups on rocks yeah. rather than the flat surfaces that surround them everywhere. And women love watching that. Apparently, I've never. <laughs> Big muscles are not my thing. Yeah. So it's just like I don't. That appeal <laughs> is not. Eh, doesn't do it for me. So who's the first gentleman down the beach? It's wow. Jordan Kimball. Mm-hmm. Um, who's locked and loaded with, like, 15 intro lines. <laughs> he came prepared. I also think it's very funny that Jordan keeps saying, like, this is my beach. And I was like, okay, if anyone should get to say that, I feel like it's Chris at this point. Yeah. No, I mean, and neither of them has really, like, covered themselves in glory on the beach in no. the past. Like, but, like, Chris has spent more time there. He has. Um Chris has, I guess, never found love on the beach. Right. Um, and he has fallen into a fire, which is sort of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Jordan's whole time on the beach last time was sort of in this sort of awkward love triangle and then throwing a teddy bear into the ocean and then getting oh, engaged right. to someone who uh, things did not like go him. well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know... Jordan knows that that this is all about branding. Fake it till you make it. It's all about saying, like, this is my beach until people believe it. Right. Like, don't come in apologizing. Come in being like, everyone knows I'm the best. And everyone's like, we do. We do. I guess. <laughs> like, he's so sure. He's like, buy my salt spray. Citrus addiction. <laughs> A little tangerine action. Um, he tells Chris that he's over Jenna. Uh, he says they broke up. The day that their engagement aired, I guess, on Paradise. Um, And he's like, I'm over it. I'm dialed in. I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. Your boy's salted, peppered, and seasoned. I'm here to find love. I'm not just looking for looks. I'm looking for the laugh. I have to listen to that forever. Do you wash your hands after using the banyo? You know, all these things. Jordan Jordan had a monologue yeah. that he was ready to deliver on the subject of paradise. Um, but none of the lines really went together. No, that's not. It he was a monologue of unrelated sentences. He doesn't write yeah. speeches. He writes like one sound bites. Yeah. And then unfortunately, they let him string them all together in this instance <laughs> and didn't chop them up. But Jordan has a date card. He's and, uh, and someone's going to be calling him daddy by the end of this. Oh, he says, I hate "No, it. thank you." I want a woman to start doing that. Someone's going to be calling me mommy by the end of this day. <laughs> mm. um, he pulls Hannah, of course, because everyone wants Hannah. Is, mm. She looks like a genetically engineered baby doll. I know she, but like, is ev- is 
is everyone really into like does that like does every guy actually wake up and is like oh, I want a Disney princess but with like l- I don't less think every guy but I would say probably at least like fifty percent of the kind of guys who go on Paradise <laughs> like genuinely are yeah like, like she's cute she's gonna look good in Instagrams she seems like. Well, she has some personality, but not too much. I mean, I kind of understood it with Jordan. He was like, we're both models. We're yeah. We're both blonde. And you know what? Hannah thinks Jordan is hot, which, which all the women seem Is there anyone behind. that Hannah does not think is hot? Good question. Hannah's type is everyone. Hannah's type seems to and be. she's everyone's type. So yeah. yeah. She's That's like uh, the O-negative. Tragedy of she's Hannah. the O-negative yeah. of, of Bachelor. <laughs> Um, and it's tough to be that that blood type that can give anyone a transfusion. Yeah. Um, so Jordan sits down with Hannah G. Um, and she's like, your eyes are bomb. And he's like, you too. And he says, you're cuter than I expected. And she says, it's the lighting. Like, it's just the natural light. The, yeah. She's like, I look my best um, just naturally. Yeah, just <laughs> in the when fall I, beating yeah. sun of a Mexican beach. Like, that's where I look my best, too. Yeah. The sweatier I am, really, the more people are like, you are so attractive. They call it highlighting <laughs> now. She she does not. Um, so, I mean, it's an, actually interesting watching this compared to, like, Love Island, which everyone is so fully contoured all the time on Love Island, even though they're in Fiji and it's hot. And Bachelor in Paradise is kind of a little more natural, actually. It is. They're, it is. they're all sweaty and frizzy all the time. Except Hannah, though. She is always wearing makeup. Like, I've, I feel like I most seen... of them are wearing makeup. and It's just I not mean, quite as, like, full, glassy right, contour. Right. It's, yeah. it's not as intense. And yeah. to be fair, I, too, would wear makeup if I was being filmed. Oh, I absolutely. wouldn't because I would look like a Picasso, like, an hour <laughs> in. You just have to find the right settings. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to use that sweet, sweet setting I have to tell you, there's nothing weirder than, like, sweat bubbling out everywhere, but somehow your mask of makeup does not move. That's my summertime (laughs) And I'm not willing to change. Um, So he uh, and Hannah are really hitting it off, and he ends up asking her on the date, although he does talk to some other women, including Nicole, which makes Clay very upset. Um, and people start filling in, meanwhile, start filling in Jordan about what's going on with Blake. And Jordan <laughs> decides that this is his problem to fix. Every problem is Jordan's problem to yeah. fix, as we'll see from the following episode as well. You know, Nicole really just dives right into the drama. She's like, Blake is like the Casanova of paradise. He's sleeping with Christina. He's sleeping with Kaylin. Now he's going after Hannah G. He took Tasha on a date. And Jordan's like, I'm going to fix this. This is not the Blake I expected to walk into on my beach. This is not okay, mister. <laughs> um, so he asked Christina about it. So Jordan's doing a little investigation. He learns all about stagecoach. Yes. Yeah. He says, Blake one-nighted both of these gals like they were a couple milk cartons at lunch. You can't do that, buddy. He's putting his mean? spoon in all the pudding. He's really mixing metaphors You know here. how you have one carton of milk one night, and then the next night you're like, obviously I need to have a different carton of milk. And also pudding. Because I had the first one already. But he also said, like, at it's gone. lunch. Yeah. I, at lunch. Yeah. You know, as you know, sometimes if your schedule gets thrown off a little yeah. bit, maybe <laughs> if you're jet lagged, maybe you're having lunch in the evening. Who maybe, knows? Yeah. Um, life is complicated. Um, meanwhile, this is all intercut with this absolutely mortifying footage of Blake <laughs> dancing in and around the pool while the women look at him with just 
complete lack of interest. I really appreciated the editing on this. Yeah, that was <laughs> I supported it. He was dancing like this. I had to Google what it's called, but everyone knows this dance. I think it's called the shoot, where you like jump and like kick and pump your fist at the same yeah. time. Oh. I did and not know that had a name. Neither did I, but I'm, you know, I'm glad Everything to learn. Everything has a name if you <laughs> Google the right thing. Um, but... She, so he's doing this like dance and then like kind of like just rocking around a little bit and all the women are just like okay like I was like why are you doing this in front of everyone no one seems to want it Blake has decided that he's back in paradise he's not gonna lie around feeling sorry for himself he's gonna dance when no one else is dancing and he's gonna have fun that half day of self-reflection went quickly yeah and he's he's changed now. He's changed now. He's changed into someone who doesn't feel bad about it anymore. Yeah, does not even a little <laughs> bit feel bad about it. What's crazy is that people keep sitting him down, which Jordan now does, to be like, get your shit together, like, make things right with all these women because you've, like, hurt people and it's going to mess up your experience. And he's just like, mm-hmm. And then he just doesn't. No. Um, And I'm like confused why he's making like he's on the beach with all these people and nothing but free time why isn't he cleaning his shit up I don't think well I don't think he has any interest in it really and I think he like learned that Hannah doesn't actually really care about him cleaning his shit up and he's decided that that's his sole focus now so he doesn't really have any motivation he's like I could be doing push-ups in the sand why apologize? Yeah. It's, it is Could very confusing. You would think he pool. would be doing some at least image rehab. Right. Like it seems almost like he is taking the approach of if I act like it's over, then it will be over. Like if I put it out of my mind and I party and like act chill – then the the controversy is done. I also feel like the looming question over both of these episodes for me was like, why has no one demanded that Blake answer the question of why he took Taysha on the first date? I know. Right? Like, I don't understand. It's so confusing. The more we find out, the more confusing that is. The more weird that is. I think that Taysha, honestly, from the little we saw their conversations, I respect that she was like, I'm done, but I do think that she would be the right person to interrogate him about that, and she declined to do that. Right. Instead, she kind of goes after Hannah, which is just – the question needs to be – Which, like, I get her being mad at Hannah, too. Yes, and we'll get into that. But I'm saying that – But who else is going to interrogate him about Tasha? Hannah clearly is not interested. No. And interrogating but she, anyone. But theoretically, well, because I remember the first episode when he didn't pick Hannah for that date, and she seemed so surprised. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you were texting. Maybe you're surprised." But now I'm like, "Okay, I can see why you were very surprised." But at no point are you is that affecting your interest in him? Right. Like she's just sort of equally open to him as she would have been. Seemingly. Yeah. There's no pushback. It's interesting because she's talked about how she wants to be more, uh, less of a a nice gal, like go along to get along. She wants to be more um, looking after her own interests on this season than she has in the past in dating. And I'm like, but that doesn't mean, and it's not healthy, I guess, for it to mean that you just do whatever with whoever talks to you for a few minutes like shouldn't it mean that you're also like 
you hurt me or what you did didn't make sense. Like, be accountable for that. Instead, she's just like, I guess I'm going to stand up for myself by letting whoever wants to kiss me, kiss me. And like, (laughs) I don't really have anything to say about it. And then later going and telling Dylan, like, they kiss me, but don't worry. I told them not to anymore. But then kissing someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I told him not to anymore. She seems, it's like, things just happen to me. Yeah. Things do just happen to Hannah. It's true. Um, So Dylan is not sure what Hannah would do about a date card from Jordan, but apparently he has expressed that he would say no to a date. Um, Hannah, on the other hand, has not expressed that. And when Jordan asks her out, she says yes. Um, But then, without any clear impetus, she decides that she can't go on the date with him and immediately goes back and sits him down and says... I have things going on with Dylan and Blake, and I can't date three people. I didn't think I'd be on the struggle bus this much, she says. And he says, all right, fine. Like, we don't have to go on the date. Um, But he's angry because he came to back to his beach. He talked to a couple girls, and they're all upset about Blake. And as the mayor of paradise, <laughs> he didn't come here for Blake in paradise season one. Um, so this is when he tells Blake, basically, like, you're ruining my paradise by, <laughs> by making all these women sad. Um, but he has to find someone else to go on the date with. So he decides to ask Nicole on the date. Not his first pick. He makes that very clear. Yes. To us. Not yeah. to Nicole. <laughs> not to Nicole. I'm sure she knows. Um, and some of the women are sort of like, oh, I don't think Nicole would ever do to Clay what Hannah's been doing to Dylan. Like, I don't think that she would, like, mess with his mind like that. And Nicole gets asked on the date and Im- immediately is like, I love that I can mess with Clay's mind now. <laughs> That's the best part of this, honestly, is that Clay's going to be upset now. Yeah, she's like, I get to keep him on his toes. <laughs> like, oh. yes, that nice teddy bear of a man. You really need to keep him on I his know. toes. I didn't love all of the attempts to kind of police Clay's no, it made me this, really upset. Yeah, I think week, like yeah. sort of the most attractive thing about Clay is yes. that he's like this giant man who's actually like this very sweet, sensitive teddy bear. Right, he doesn't need to like assert his physical. Well, yeah, size I'm just and... like if you want to do this more aggressive, like let Clay off the hook now. Don't right. try and turn Clay into some aggro dude. Ugh, it's very weird how she like doesn't seem to notice that Clay is just completely not the kind of man that yeah. she thinks he is. Um, or she wants him to or be. Or she wants him to be. Um, but, but she... And look, I, I really like Nicole. And I like her player in Paradise vibe, but... I don't. We're going to com- have conflict okay. on that. That's fine. I, I just have a hard time with the whole, like... Oh, who, me? Everyone loves me and everyone's fighting over me? Oh, my God, how awkward. I don't love this at all, but I'm smiling. I can't stop smiling yeah. as they fight over me. Like, I get it. It feels good to be wanted, but— Oh, no, the fighting part I did not like. But that's, like, her the going... whole thing. She loves that multiple guys are having conflict over her and that she is, like, the bachelorette of paradise. Sorry, no one likes the person who thinks they're the bachelorette of paradise. <laughs> that's the deal. Um, I think I just have a soft spot for Nicole. I me too, but she's tested me. She's tested me this week. The clay stuff was really the Jordan stuff. I found funny because it kind of seemed like the way she kept saying, "Like I'm going on a date with Jordan Campbell," <laughs> as though like he is not just some 
like as though he is a star from a different franchise than the one that she is also famous from like yeah but like it was like she has a weird celebrity crush on him they all have celebrity crushes on people from older seasons that's part of what makes it weird you see this later with kaylin and dean um yeah and you know nicole also has this weird situation because she was so not a figure of desire or even fun on Colton's right. season. And that's where you really see the the difference between like Colton had such a very type. white bread type. Like he really loved blondes and he loved blondes who are Christian. And, and Tasha. And Tasha. But like Tasha also like culturally is very like Christian. Like I think they yeah. bonded over that similar background. And, like- and Nicole is is a different thing. And Colton was not into that and Nicole was a mess during that whole season and now she's coming on to paradise and a bunch of guys are like oh I like a hot Cuban American woman like I'm into that I guess that's the part of it that I enjoy like that there is at least a diversity of tastes yeah paradise um I agree that the way that she sort of projected that attention was not the best. I but mean, I it's going like, to her head. Like it yeah. did It's going Blake. to her head and it also feels a little bit like her way of dealing with it is encouraging the dudes to like have the worst dude that qualities. I hated. That yeah. I that I really hated. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, um so yeah. so Jordan takes Nicole zip lining. I was very um, excited about this because in my Bachelor in Paradise Fantasy League, you get extra points if they wear a helmet on a date. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. a good rule. Yeah. We got like 10 extra points. Yeah. Wow. Uh, also, that GoPro angle was just <laughs> too close. So rough. You can Nicole tell she's beautiful because she still looked good. Right. She had a good sense of humor about it, too. She was like t- tweeting memes of herself, like <laughs> mixed with Nigel Thornberry and like. <laughs> the cartoon character is very good. Um, so this is the the Jorge's Torres date. Oh, I love right. Jorge. Uh, Jorge uh, s- says he set up this zip lining date for them, and then a special surprise afterwards. <laughs> um, Nicole is terrified of zip lining, which is a specific fear I didn't know people had. Um, but she, she faces for her it. fear. Um, I'm always surprised when people are afraid of ziplining because I'm afraid of everything and I'm not afraid of ziplining. No. But we can't account for other people's feelings. I understand the fear of ziplining. It's just <laughs> – Is it like a general fear of heights? Do you think like, – But it I'm just afraid like of No, but I think there's also a difference of, between heights and being suspended over an open like abyss. I, I don't know. That it's feels not different. It's an abyss. It's the forest. Uh, I don't know. I, it feels different. You're hanging. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm afraid of everything and I'm not afraid of it. So no, it's hard find... for me to like process. But Nicole is and she still gets on that zip line. And then they are rewarded by having some champagne in the exact spot of the jungle where Jorge lost his virginity. I mean, this it's is a surprise. Yeah. I was surprised. It seems false. Yeah, <laughs> like I are you questioning? Why? <laughs> I, I feel like it's convenient that there is a deck right where he lost his virginity. Is it the deck on which he lost his virginity? Why? Why there? Like I need more details. It just seems like a way to spice up this segment because otherwise you're just like I have a surprise for you. It's a bench. <laughs> You have to be like, this is the bench where, for the first time, right. I knew the joy of lovemaking. 
Um, so they have a nice chat. Uh, Nicole uh, again brings up Blake. She the thing is she's also she's a shit star. She loves the drama. Whenever drama's going down, Nicole's like fuck yeah. Yes, she she's is. like I already told Jordan about how Blake is the Casanova of Paradise, but what if I just say it again now on our date? Um, and she's just getting Jordan more and more heated about it. Um, meanwhile, back at Paradise, the Blake drama is still kind of unfolding. He is watching Hannah and Dylan as they enjoy their day and sulking. Um, Tasha is telling Kaylin and Demi that Blake made her optimistic about finding love, but now she has lost that optimism because it was all a lie. Um, Demi is really hating on Blake. Uh, she thinks he's being selfish. She wants to eat five pieces of cake at once. He doesn't deserve the grace he's been given, which what grace has he been given? I guess from <laughs> Hannah, no, everyone else hates him. Um, and then as they're watching, Blake runs to catch a football, runs oh into God. a rock and like rips his toenail off. Oh. And the women all just fall over laughing. <laughs> And I was like, this is hard to watch. <laughs> like, I am I get that they're all upset, but, like, they're not coming off well in this scenario. Like, he just really injured himself. And they're, like, literally pointing and laughing. It's like, maintain the high ground a little bit. Am I being too touchy-feely? I think it's easy to say that. But I think if you'd just been in, like, if you were stuck watching Blake and all of that shit, Pay, like and you play out for like six about, days and, and you had nothing else to think about and you couldn't actually like not be around him maybe by that point maybe you just have to take your joy where you I can find it I don't know I kind of forgive them for it like it wasn't kind but it was they just, a little bit funny they're going into so much detail they're like he won't be able to go in the ocean without his toes stinging now it's <laughs> so fucking great and I was like okay well sure uh, karma comes for us all um Meanwhile, Cam <laughs> has some things to say to Kaylin. Cam he gave has a Kaylin lot of feelings. And he's, his feelings have been building up for a while. Because... And they're all inappropriate. <laughs> really misplaced. Really confusing. What is it called when you have really inappropriate feelings building up for a long time? It's very disturbing uh, what comes out of this. Um, he wanted her to be the bachelorette. And now... He could be proposing to her any day. It's crazy to think about. It's incredible how Cam has a complete inability to read disinterest. Yeah. Like, at no point did Kaylin really indicate that I she mean, like, wanted anything but a rose from him. Yeah. I he, mean, yes, they did, like, kiss once, but that's kind of the name of the game. Yeah, it was a cocktail party before yeah. a rose ceremony, yeah. and, like, no one else's rose was up for grabs. Cam is just missing that that strategic sense that you need to be, like, she only talked to me minutes before the rose ceremony. <laughs> Maybe that was just for the rose. Instead, he is completely, like, he's like, I have this power. It's a rose. Come talk to me, ladies. And then one of them does, and he was like, she really likes me. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's so He's pure. like, we're going to get married and have babies. <laughs> oh, Cam. And he can't stop talking about all he wants is to be a really great husband and father, which is a good thing to want to be. But there's just something that makes me uncomfortable about it when men talk about it that way. Like, I don't know why. Because well, it, it seems divorced from 
needing to find a partner who is equally invested right. in, you know, right. having children with you and having a long-term partnership with you. It's like, well, this is what he wants and he thinks Kaylin yeah, would yeah. be great with no evidence. And he also she's 23 yeah. and clearly him not ready to be It feels like he's not looking mother. for a partner. He's just like, I need a hot body with a womb yeah. to fulfill right. my desire to, to be a husband so and father. I can be great. And also yeah. this woman's hot, so I've decided to project all of my fantasies onto yeah. her. Yeah. I remember I had a, a guy, a friend, acquaintance in high school who had this constant refrain of like I would be such a great boyfriend all I want is to be a great boyfriend it doesn't even like why is it so hard for me to find a girlfriend like really just anyone nice would do like I'm not asking for much and I was like buddy no girl is gonna want to date you if your party line is you don't really matter that much all I want is to have a girlfriend and he could not understand that we had so many conversations about it he thought I was being super unreasonable and I was like no one wants to feel like she's just like the thing you slotted into your your life so that you could have the role of boyfriend or that you could have a woman there who like thinks you're great like it's it's belittling to her everyone wants someone who likes them specifically um and that's Cam's that's Cam's sort of vibe but he wants to show Kaylin that he has really specific feelings for her. And so he sits her down and says, last night I couldn't sleep. I wanted to recap some things from the day before. He has written them down. He takes out a sheet of paper. Oh, God. Kaylin looks horrified. And he starts reading what appears to be a dialogue that he has written between the two of them. Guess what? Today is a new day, and I know it's going to be a great one. Do you know why? This is like a children's book. <laughs> and she said, he waits for her, and finally she says, why? And then he says, because you're still here in paradise. Smiley face. Smiley face is not a thing that you say out loud. He could just smile at her, but I can see why he wouldn't want to do that. It's not his best look. Guys, I think I went to the bathroom during this oh part. Oh, my God. And this God. is really old oh news God. to me. This is the it most incredible. important part of the entire episode. I can't episode. believe I missed this. So he says, because you're still here in paradise, smiley face. Kaylin has to hide behind her green juice because she's, she's so cringing so hard. Like, she's like, clearly my expression is not something he can see right now. So she has to, like, duck behind her glass. He says, I want you to always feel safe, protected, oh, comfortable with me moving forward. Oh, Re- this, this next line really creeps me out. Recapping the day, I licked my lower lip and your jalapeno Rita spice still lingered and brought me such joy. I'm really excited to embark on this crazy journey and promise to give you all of me and the real me. Know that I'll always defend you and be your biggest Cam fan. Don't let these stupid buttheads bring you down. And then he gives her the note to keep for later. Oh, she's going to read that later. Yeah, she's like, once was more than (laughs) that. Rita Spice. I like that that's the word he chooses to shorten. Can't, you know, he's written so much down, but you can't say margarita. Jalapeno margarita spice is a lot. He was like, I have to cut some syllables out here. Poetry, you know, you have to be so thoughtful about each syllable. You it's know? true. Um, I do hope, you know, that this letter brings joy to Caitlin's life in the future. I think she's going to, like, read to that to friends yeah. for sure for years oh, she to come. Maybe it will reappear shit. at her yeah. bachelorette party. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's brought me a lot of joy <laughs> um, already. And Hannah and Dylan are just overhearing this laughing. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? Did he write this? Like, Who else could have written it? Like, it's not, like, good. Like, it's not like, no, it's oh, wow, did he write guys. that? Did you not know that? <laughs> it's Shakespeare. Just ask John Paul Jones. <laughs> They're all working from the it's, same book of, like, yeah. famous love poems. <laughs> it's sonnet number 41, guys. Are you not familiar? Uh, but Cam feels 100% certain that he's going to be proposing to Kaylin at the end. He wants to give her the moon and the universe. Their connection is strong enough to weather any storm. Mm. They this, have no connection. This no. is a person who is delusional. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Like, he was defending himself on Twitter saying, you know, like, people are calling me creepy. But if it's creepy to want to be a good husband and father, then fine. And I'm like, no, what's creepy is that you don't seem to be at all attuned to how Kaylin is feeling about this. No. And you've written a story in which... You are going to be married to someone who doesn't even like sitting next to you. And that's uncomfortable. Like, every woman feels more comfortable around a, around a man who is capable of reading her signals of disinterest. Well, yeah, because so. it doesn't feel like he actually wants to, like, get to know a woman. Because I feel like the most basic thing you can get to know is their facial expression of disgust. Right. Like, do me the courtesy of reading right. me a little bit. Just a little bit. Pay a little attention. <laughs> um but fortunately for Kaylin, a new man is entering paradise. It's Big Mike. Mike. Mike is given an interesting edit on his entrance to paradise. It's almost like they're giving him a practice bachelor edit. Like they're like, Mike is so desirable. Mike is so smiley. Mike I'm here for gold it. Gold shoots I mean, out of it. Mike's Whatever face. Whatever they need to do to sell him <laughs> as the bachelor, like I support it. I mean, they don't need to do much because all the women beautiful. are really happy to see yeah, him. That smile. Oh, that smile. But Such they're playing it up. And, like, they're playing it up in a way that isn't like, oh, no, someone's coming in who's going to mess things up because he's going to. No, it's like Mike is beloved by the men, <laughs> by the, the women. Like, does he's anyone just dislike Mike? I don't think so. It doesn't so. seem like it. Cam does. Oh, right. Cam. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard for me to be on Cam's side there. Um, so... Mike uh, immediately gets all the women's attention. Onyeka is over the moon. She's like, Mike's a snack. Like, Mama's always ready to eat, but Mama's extra hungry after Mike walked in. <laughs> Onyeka has, like, struggled a little bit in paradise, which is, you know, it's tough. Like, she hasn't really seemed to be got- getting a lot of attention from any no. guys. She I often like is she's... excited to see new guys coming in, but they never really. She feels like a little bit more of a Bibiana, where, yeah. like, everyone likes her. She's fun to be around, but she ends up building more friendships than yeah. romantic connections. And that yeah. sucks. That does suck. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kaylin notices that the guys are all sweating Mike's arrival, one in particular. So I definitely think that Kaylin is attracted to Mike in part because Cam is really threatened by him. She wants to escape Cam. Yeah. Yes. She I don't blame like, her. After that letter, she's like, I need to I need to make a hard out here. I need to make it very clear yeah. that we are not getting married and having babies. Exactly. And who could do that better than someone Cam is already afraid of? Yeah. Um because so as as I had forgotten, but Cam had not forgotten, Mike was the reason that Cam was sent home on Hannah's season because after Cam shared his 
story about getting sick and then his puppy having to be rehomed and then his grandma dying. There was a very complicated, multi-layered tale of woe that he told Hannah at the, like, tailgate party they were having um, that Hannah wanted to keep light and fun. And then Mike told Hannah that he thought Cam was trying to get a pity rose. And Cam immediately got sent home because Hannah did not like that at all. Right. So Cam is concerned that Mike will once again deteriorate his character, which you don't like to see. You don't like to see someone's character you know being deteriorated. Cam does a great job deteriorating his own character. That's that's true. Yeah. He doesn't need much assistance. <laughs> no. I – oh. Cam. Yeah. It's, also, it was like that same delusion coming back. Because Hannah was also not into Cam. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, if Mike hadn't said that, he would have been with Hannah. No, at some point. So Mike asked Kaylin on this date, um, to to many people's surprise. um, But Cam begins talking about, like, what if he, like, prevents me from getting engaged twice? Right. As if the only thing standing the only in between was Mike, just Which, Mike. Watching the season back and seeing how hard she clung to Luke, he should know that if Hannah really wanted to get engaged to him, it would take a lot more than Mike saying, I think he wants a pity rose for him to get sent home. Like there was no future engagement for no. Mike to be standing in the way of. Um, and the same is true with Kaylin. Um, so... Is this where Cam starts crying or does that come later? It happens throughout the episode. <laughs> I mean, it happens throughout both episodes, yeah. really. Yeah. I, I think they, like, like at one point my boyfriend was like, are they literally playing the soundtrack for, like, Punch Drunk Love right now? Yeah. Like, Cam, it was like Cam a gets Paul his Thomas own, Anderson film. He gets his own sad boy music in episode he two. He gets his own yeah. sad boy music. Mm-hmm. And just, like, so many shots of him just alone in various places. Yeah. A lot of times staring into the surf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, contemplating how his skills as a husband and father are going to waste. I like his really dramatic moments, though, in those, like, very bright party chairs. Like, there's, like, the hanging chairs that just could not have more color and look happier if they tried, and he just kept on sitting in them and looking sad. Oh, Cam. Cam, like, like Jane, to me, just seems like someone who doesn't belong in this context. Like, every time... It's jarring that he's there. Um, And... It's unlikely he's going to make it past this week. Uh, but he's not the only one upset. Anyeka was really into Mike, and she and Kaylin are very close. So now Anyeka is really sad that, that sad. she's going to have to be yeah. like excited for her friend's date with a guy that she was into. Um, Cam is thinking about how he was just born to be a husband, and all he can think about is two phone calls, calling his future fiancé's parents to get their blessing, and calling his parents to say he's engaged. It's going to happen. Oh, God. He just wants it to happen here. It will not. He could not say any combination of sentences that would be less appealing to me. No. <laughs> Jordan and Nicole get back from their date. Uh, and Clay is just such a sweet, sad puppy. Yeah. So into Nicole. And I love how later someone else shows up to to ask Nicole out. And everyone's like, oh, well, Clay wasn't threatened by Jordan. Clay seemed pretty threatened by Jordan. Yeah, um, at he the went time. on. He went on a riff. Like at one point, they showed him back at the yeah. house going on like a sports comparison riff. 
But like with every sport that has ever happened, like he seemed they like cut away from the riff, came back, he was still riffing. Yeah. And I was like, this does not feel like a person to me who's unthreatened. Yeah. He was like, what? Am I going to get mad if someone tackles me in the football game and be yeah. like, hey, man, no, this is the rules of the yeah. game. Well, am, am I, I going to get mad if I go to take a shot on the basketball court and someone blocks it? Yeah. Come on, man. I feel like they came back at, at later and he was like, am I going to get mad if I'm like a golfer and he like hits it into the like, I just was like, how? When I'm on the squash court out yeah. there and someone manages to get a great return shot. Am I going to be mad? But it was like no one else was riffing with him. It was just yeah. like Clay going everyone on Everyone was long... just like, uh, everyone yeah. was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Clay's sad. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, it's so sad to see how Clay is struggling. And Clay's like, I'm not struggling, man. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm an athlete. Um, but he reconnects with Nicole after this, uh, after this date, and she says, there's no comparison between you and Jordan because Aww. he asks, which was a bold move. Um, but they're they're back on track. Um, and uh, Mike and Kaylin head out to dinner um, while Cam is crying and is in the moment because mm-hmm. he feels very threatened by this. Um, and they have a very like bubbly chat at dinner. Uh, they listen to a a sort of band play. It looked like a music. fun date. They dance. The band shouts bass. So, so they kiss. Chemistry. It's going fine. Um, and uh, what back, else happens this episode? Back on the beach. Jesus. We, yeah, we get um, we get the Will's Katie. Yes. What? Which was extremely confusing. So, so confusing. I think what ha- what we see is that because of all the Blake drama, we've missed out on a bunch of other storylines. Right. We saw Wills give Katie the rose, but we know nothing else. Apparently, they'd had some conversations. So Wills pulls Katie aside. He gives her a whole speech. And he set up a special very thing sweet. as the men do when they want to court a woman on Paradise. He sets up yeah. some beverages and food on a palapa tray. <laughs> yes. The romantic gesture every woman on the beach is hoping for. And he says, you know, you feel like you've been overlooked. I know you've said that, but, like, I've been I'm Katie like, I watching. didn't know you said that. Yeah, no, <laughs> we haven't seen any of this. Katie watching creeps me out just a tiny bit. A little bit. Yeah. And that was the first moment where she makes kind of a weird expression. And I was yeah. like, is she annoyed by that? Do they know each other? Like, what's going yeah. on? Um, and so... Throughout this, it's very unclear what Katie's emotional reaction is. Because we have not checked in with Katie. Both yeah. because, as she joked about on Twitter, she reacts very inarticulately and, like, confusingly. Was she drunk? But also, she, I think yes, she was drunk. I think she was, she was drunk. very she, drunk. She said she and was emotional. But so she's not, like, spelling out her feelings in very clear sentences. But also we have no context for what those feelings might be. So we really yeah. can't fill in the gaps. We had to rewind it twice. Yeah. The first time someone was like, Are, is she speaking English? And I was like, yes, it's just crying drunk girl English. Yeah. But we like, did have to rewind twice and was still like, wait, what? Yeah. He's like, I feel like you deserve the world. Like, I'm so into you. And she screws up her face and she starts like laughing, but also looks like she wants to cry. And she's like, let me just stop you. Everything you're saying is right, is exactly what I want. And I have to pick one at a time for me. I can't do three at a time. I can't do an octagonal love octagon. <laughs> but you saying that makes me question everything. At this point, she really breaks down and struggles she's to just say sobbing. any words. And finally, she says, it's not going to be between us right now. Wills just looks confused. He's like, I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He goes, so, Fair. He says something like, well, 
that didn't go the way I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cl- like it the way that she talks about it, the bits we glean, it seems like she has been working herself up to dumping him. Or, but we never saw them together. We didn't so see them together. Thing. It also seems like like all her talk about like you know I can't date, I can't be in an octagon or whatever. It, it led me to believe that there was someone else she had interest in, but, but we literally whom? never right. seen it her seems, speak to another it person. It seems to be Chris Bukowski because he right. then approaches her. But we never, but we never saw any. It was the whole right. thing was very confusing, and then it was hard to tell. When she and Chris do have a conversation and he's like... Because also we saw Chris have an interest in Annalise and Christina. Why is Christina suddenly Christina's off? like gone. She's yeah. gone. We didn't see them break up or even speak. Christina <laughs> and uh, Chris were tweeting about it. Christina was like, oh, that was really cute. But are we broken up? <laughs> and Chris was like, oh, man, sorry. Are we cool? And she's like, yeah, we're good. It's like yesterday he's giving Christina a rose and today he's like... I see that look of sadness on your face, and it just I will it always hurts my be heart. Here. I'm always here for you. Like, I just only want to do this with you. And she is like, that's all I want to hear. And they, like, make out. And I was like, what is I, going on? I know. I was I would have confused. liked to see her relationship with Wills and her relationship with Chris. I'm going to yeah. say this. I think maybe there are too many people on this season. Yeah. I know there is also the Blake drama, but, like, it's I feel like there's lines. constant plot and exposition, and still I have lost the thread on, like, five of them but through no also, fault of my own. But also because I have to say that, like, most of the drama that we've spent, like, watching so far on Paradise is actually almost all drama that predates Paradise. A lot it's, of it predates Paradise, so it's like, yes. it's like we're coming in in the middle of drama somehow, in the middle of Paradise, so that's getting all of the attention. Yeah. And I also just, like, like I had a thought where I was like, what if, like, fucking Katie and Chris end up getting engaged at the end of this? I could see it. I could totally I could see too. it. And we're all just looking back being like... When did that start? When did that start? Because they, like, yeah. had a moment on last night's episode where he was, like, the crazy start of our relationship. And I was like... When was that? What yeah. was that? Do we know? Right. Suddenly, the people are like, love oh, story they that's are unfolded. the most, the most <laughs> solid couple in paradise. I'm like, what? There are couples? Did we even establish that? I'm, yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I like them. I just wish we had seen more of it. They sh- they have to go yeah. to stagecoach. Meanwhile, Next Blake time. <laughs> and Hannah and Dylan. This is oh. just continuing on. Dylan has just been all over Hannah, which, like, I I get um, that he is there for her. But it seems like more than she is really into, but she is not really asserting herself to say, like, I need a little more space. I was a little frustrated. So there are just a lot of uncomfortable shots of him, like, hugging her and nuzzling her while she's staring blankly into the distance. I thought that the whole dynamic between the three of them, I was frustrated with each one of them. I felt like Dylan was coming on a little bit too strong. Uh, I think he's a really sweet guy, but I think that, you know, he was not quite reading the room. He wasn't quite giving... Hannah's space. Right. Uh, Hannah is a really poor communicator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... And wasn't, like, finding her voice. And then Blake is out here pretending that he's never pursued anyone but Hannah yeah. and bartering over her, like, to Dylan. I also... Right. I give the most leeway to Dylan because I do think he's actually, like... Part of me is like, oh, he's been coming on really strong. But then also I think about, like... The three times so far since they've been there that Hannah's come back to him and been like, I told that person that I wasn't interested in him. Like, I kissed this person. Like, I told Jordan I couldn't go on a date with him. So I do feel like... And when we get into the next night's episode, I I started to feel actually really bad for Dylan because it becomes clear that he is the only person who's not party to relevant information in that love triangle. But at this point... 
things are still just sort of murky. Um, and Dylan and Hannah have been together all day. And Blake decides to just come up and whisk her away while she's standing next to Dylan at the bar. Um all the women are also really upset with Hannah because they sort of feel like Dylan is doing the right things and Blake is doing the wrong things and she should, like, reward Dylan for being a nice guy. But that's not really how emotions work. So that kind of also got on my nerves. Like, I think they're all – they feel like Hannah should be, like, the the deliverer of punishment to Blake for all he has done by withholding her favor. Right. But if she's more into him than into Dylan, like, that is what it is. Right. So like, but Hannah I mean, is so I, I don't quiet re- and right. passive that I really I don't even know how she feels. It's very she she is kind of seems content to just sort of like go with whoever grabs her and try yeah. to avoid conflict, which unfortunately is actually creating conflict. Yeah, and she did a really good job last week of being direct with a few people. So I don't know. Although it turns out she wasn't being fully direct, which. We'll get. We'll to. get to. Right. Also, that's the thing. But it's like she's like direct, but then like five minutes later, someone pulls her aside and kisses her, and she's right, like, and the oh. the terms have changed. Yeah. 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 Like, so this this know. incident with Blake, I didn't think showed her or Blake in the best light. No. But Blake pulls her aside and tells her he wants to have fun with her, so that he wants to dance. So he pulls her onto the beach. He's like, look at you in the moonlight right now. And he starts, like, salsa spinning her around. Apparently this is a familiar move. I to every that. girl he has ever hooked up with, they are They're all like, oh, over at the bar yeah, watching. I did that, too, with him. Yeah. Oh, that oh, move looks the, Oh, familiar. the spin dancing. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I get it, because you can spin a girl right into your arms, and then, oh, what's this? We're kissing while your other boyfriend watches, not also, 30 well, yards like, away. Also, at least two other women I've slept with are watching and being like, I recognize those moves. Right. It's really kind of bizarre to me how he is capable of turning off the awareness of that. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, fully in flirtation mode and not bothered by the fact that two other women he's pulled these exact moves on and who are still very upset with him are, are 100 feet Watching high. and dissecting yeah. everything he's doing. Um, so he's telling Dylan, or he's telling Hannah, what we just did is a pelvic press as Dylan walks up to confront them. Dylan asks Hannah to go talk for five minutes. Blake is like, come on, man. You had her, like, all day. And I was respectful and waited. Like, you were playing with the truck, and I didn't want to take the truck. But now I have the truck. But now that I have the truck, I feel like I should get to keep the truck. This happens. Until I'm done. Blake using the word respectful just, like, kind of made me want to, like, punch him in the face. I'm being being respectful right now. Don't speak about a woman (laughs) as though she is a product that you are bargaining for at an open-air market. Yeah. Like, and it's weird. This is, like... The thing, I didn't feel like Dylan was. I felt like Dylan was trying to, like, talk to Hannah and be like, I want to talk to you. And Blake was like, dude, this it's is my turn. This is the first of two incidents where I feel like a guy comes up to a woman he has a pre-existing relationship with and says, I'd like to talk to you for a little bit. And the other guy draws him into a conflict that yeah. is between the, between two, the of two of them. Between the two of them. And it's very difficult to keep trying to have that conversation with the woman in question when she's not responding, right. which she isn't. Nothing. And the other guy instead is jumping in being like, come on, man, it's my turn. It's my turn to get her. Oh, so I, just, I, I hated both times this happened. I hated it with Blake and Dylan and Hannah. I hated it with Nicole and Christian and Clay. It was gross. I, I, mean, agree, least... that, I agree that Blake was the one instigating the dynamic, but it was just weird no, to watch. No, but that's the thing. It was weird to watch, but I honestly was like, I was kind of more disgusted. Like, I was 
I was like, but I'm already like kind of over Blake. But like Hannah, I was like, girl, I was really disappointed. Yeah, I was like, Hannah. find something. Your voice. Stop twirling your ponytail and say something. And I think finally at the end, she maybe managed to, uh, guys. Yeah. I think that was like the most she got out. Because Blake is saying like she she had a hard week. She needs to make this decision. You can't do that for her. Like I'm having my time with her now. Hannah's standing there silently. And finally Dylan says, I just want to talk to you for five minutes to be on the same page. And Hannah says like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, so what do you want to do? And she's like, guys. I don't know, guys. I, I just. <laughs> and finally Dylan just walks away. Like what? She's not going to say. Okay, let's talk. She's not even going to say like I don't want to talk later. I really want to keep having this conversation with Blake right now. She she lets them make the decision by having yeah. this pathetic like man clash over it and decides to keep herself out of the conversation and that was really disappointing to me to watch. Yeah. Um like I was disappointed in Blake, I was disappointed in Hannah. It and- sucked to watch. And it's the, the not the last time that this happens no. with with the various couples on the beach. Um, so the episode kind of ends on this note yeah. where Dylan uh, is feeling like things aren't adding up. I feel like there's information about Blake and Hannah I don't know. Did they date or something? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe. Night um, two. And the women are starting to feel like Hannah has been getting away with not getting any of the blowback. But it seems like she is conveniently just always at the center of drama and maybe she's not completely innocent in it um and that's kind of where we pick up the next the i next just night. do feel like we have to address does someone have six toes it feels like it's the kind of thing that it would be fairly easy to figure, to out, figure out because they're yeah. on a beach but demi's investigation was <laughs> unsatisfying <laughs> She's I mean, it was very... unsatisfying, but I'm enjoying her so, so much this season. So am I. Like, she's... I don't think she's a very good she investigator, got, but like, she is, is very entertaining. Out. She got a ruler out to measure it and was like, it is a man. Demi is a lot of fun. I, I just have to say, I think that that was probably a producer plant. I think that footprint was a plant. Well, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Still, even <laughs> if it was a plant, the fact that if, if someone was like, we're going to put a six-toed footprint in the sand... And see if anyone notices it. And Demi was like, oh, I did. <laughs> She's got She's an eagle observant. eye. Yeah. She's observant, but then her investigations always lead nowhere. No. We're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we break down more from week two of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, boy. There's a lot. Before we get back to the show, do you want more Here to Make Friends? Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And for those in Philadelphia and New York, we do have two more live shows coming up, including one at World Cafe Live in Philly on Thursday, August 22nd. Tickets are available at worldcafelive.com. We also have a show coming up in New York on Wednesday, September 4th at Gramercy Theater. And you can find tickets at livenation.com or the Gramercy Theater's website. And now back to the show. Night two. This is where we start to get uh, 
some more on Demi and Derek, who have sort of been making out but, like, fading into the background. Yeah. For the most part. They seem really, really sweet together. But But he feels like she's being hot and cold. We see some clips of him sort of solicitously being like, let's sit. Can I put my arm around you? And she's like, "Uh, uh, yes, do it. No. Yeah. While frowning. Yeah. Um, Demi sits Katie down and essentially comes out to her and tells her that, you know, she's she likes both men and women and she was dating a woman back home and it wasn't exclusive, but But she's still thinking about her. her. Yeah. Uh, This was an and she she does actually kind of go around and come out to several of her friends. I love tell several several of her friends about the girlfriend before telling Derek um, and they all are sort of like, you should tell him. And she's like, I don't know. I'm worried that he won't be accepting and that he won't want to date me anymore. I felt a couple ways about this. One is like, I feel like no one on the beach would want to date someone if they found out that they had a partner back home they were still thinking about. Um, but she seems to be concerned more that her sexuality um, will color the way that she's perceived by people. Right. Specifically Derek. Right. Uh, which but at I, that point, she had a, she's already coming out to these people. It's that she doesn't want Derek to break up with her because she is still interested in someone she's dating back home. I thought her fear was, yes, that, but also that he would look at her differently. I mean, she yes, she expresses that fear. I'm just saying that, like— if you come on the show with a partner and then you sit down the person you've been dating and say, by the way, I'm really into someone else that I'm dating back home, whether it's a man or a woman, they're pretty much always going to be like, Concerned. that changes things for right. me. I, I think um, and so, like, this of is course the it's only, going to change things. This is sort of the only situation in which production would treat a, a previous partner like in a friendly way you know yeah because I, I mean but i do think like demi seems to be very honest about like trying she's trying to figure shit out right and she's and also she's been honest really... about the fact that they're not exclusive she did, doesn't yeah. have an agreement with this woman that she won't be seeing other people and she's open to that so. and i thought she had that moment at one point where she was like you know i'm like i'm so into this woman but part of it was like is it just because I'm spending all my time with her and so focused on her and she was like I sort of needed to see and explore if I actually am and like that does make sense like and I feel like it's a different going on paradise coming from a relationship because it's a different thing where like people go to paradise and don't meet people or you know like theoretically or it's for love and coupling up but also like a lot of people have gone to paradise and not found love. I feel like it's different when someone like has a girlfriend and goes on The Bachelor because the whole point is you are supposed to be like going for this one woman. Mm-hmm. Like nobody I mean, like, the idea of it is not that you're going to go on and be like, there's no one here for me and leave. I also enjoyed seeing a little bit of Demi's kind of more under-the-surface vulnerability. She talks about how it's exhausting to always be this, like, perky, hard, sharp person. She calls – she says she's tired of being demigod. Yeah. And it's it's a shield. Um, And she and Katie both kind of tear up during this conversation. I thought it was – a really lovely interaction between the two friends and um Katie's like look who this is all more than okay this is great you just need to talk to Derek at some point yeah, yeah. Demi says she actually just recently came out to her parents yeah. and that it went well but she 
clearly still has a lot of fear about broaching these conversations, um, maybe based more on just general messaging she received when she was younger or just from being made to feel generally insecure by people she was around when she was younger um, and revealing something that vulnerable is very scary. I just think it's so, like, interesting, the conversation about her having a partner back home is so different. And I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that it's a double standard. And it's also like, well, yeah, it's a double standard, but also there is an inequity in the fact that, like, there aren't really any queer people on the show. So, like, yeah, it's right. not like it's this huge privilege <laughs> that she has generally. It's actually the opposite. So, you know, we're treating this relationship differently and the show is treating it differently, but that's partly just a structural, a structural, thing. like almost like a, a an imperfect compensation for the fact that the show is so heteronormative. Um and it's interesting to see them try to <laughs> accommodate Demi um, when that's not something that's built into the show's DNA at all. Um, and so we also get some resolution with Hannah and Dylan, who sits her down and says, I was really hurt and upset last night. I don't understand why you're so open to other people when we are doing well. And she says she's trying to be open-minded. And he says, well, he's just mistreated a lot of people here, and it's weird to me that you're not really bothered by that and that you're still giving him him all this attention. And he's like, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like there's something I don't know. And she says, okay, well, the reason I'm still trying with Blake is that he texted me before the show saying, in order to show you who I am, I booked a flight to Birmingham. So intense. Blake came to Birmingham, as we learn, a week before the show met up with Hannah, they talked, they kissed, and then they were sort of like, we'll see how things go on the show. And Blake is also starting to reveal this to people. So the beach is, the whole beach is finding out what they did not know before. And people are just like, there's more to this song? Is there more information? We've been talking about this for like eight days straight. And Tasha actually ends up going to Hannah and saying, you know, I'm really hurt after we bonded on Colton season the way that Colton blindsided us. I really thought that you would think more about my feelings and letting me go on this date and have this interest in Blake when you two had like a prior agreement of some sort. Um, And Hannah's like, why are you attacking me? And I... Also, she wasn't really mean girling her. She I didn't, wasn't, I thought I that didn't the think conversation she was at all. Was, no, the only thing that frustrated me is that I felt like some of that questioning should have also gone towards Blake. Blake. And I don't yeah. feel like Tasha really Tasha just doesn't want to deal with Blake. Right, yeah, that's what I, I felt I, like Tasha yeah. was just like, Blake is trash. I don't want to deal with Blake, but you are I my friend. I them. expected more from you. So I want to have I don't this think conversation they really with are you. friends, yeah. to be honest. I don't think that they I, have. No, but friend. I mean, I think like, that when you've been through yeah. like an intense experience with someone, there's like a bond. And so I think there's maybe like, she just had more of an interest in like, repairing or saving any relationship that was sure. with Hannah. I think, like, I think was, with Blake, she's like, whatever. I think she was within her right, of course, to have that conversation with Hannah. And I think Hannah acting like she was victimized and that was sort of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like 
some of these things are not things that Hannah can answer for because Blake is making decisions. You know, he called her and said, I've already booked a ticket. Like, uh, he's he comes in and asks Tasha on the date and not Hannah. So, I just, I, I mean, which is crazy. Which also which must never not be crazy Hannah. to me. But I also, like, I get why people felt like Tasha was directing this the wrong way or that it was mean girl behavior, which I think some people agreed with. I get why Blake should be the main person here. But what I think is not being taken to, into account by a lot of those reactions is that everyone reacted so protectively of Hannah. Like, everyone has been treating Hannah and, like, framing her as someone who deserves their solidarity and their protection. And now they're finding out that Hannah withheld information from them about how much yeah, she knew yeah. about Blake's That's prior to going on the show situation. So they've all been out there being like, don't mess with Hannah like that. It's not cool. Like, you're drawing her into this. And now they're finding out, oh, Hannah was fully informed about a lot of Blake's shenanigans. And she chose to not chime in when everyone was sharing, like, spilling the tea. Like, Everyone was revealing all the private stuff that Blake thought that he was going to get to keep right. under wraps. And Hannah right. was like, I'm going to be exempt from that. I'm going to continue to act like I'm not a part of this. Like we've never met before. And I think that is a little shady. Like the women all felt like they had some sort of like sisterhood. Solidarity. solidarity. Yeah. yeah. No, I think and that's a really betrayed. good point. And I think that that is true. I'm 100% Team Tasha. I didn't even think she was like that mean about it. Well, no, no, I agree. You I know what I mean? She was like, that mean about it either. And it is frustrating when someone brings something up in a way that's just like, this hurt me and I'm upset, but not in a really, like, you bitch sort of way. And the other person is like, I don't understand why I'm being attacked. And it's like, what yeah. if you just have a conversation just about just how your friend is hurt? Right. She could just say, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that you felt that way. You know, like, this was why I did it, but Which I she apologize. did say, but then she acted like a victim. Like, you could have yeah. just left it at you saying, like, I did this because I didn't want to, you know, Blake made this decision. And I, and like, maybe that was the wrong thing to do, but... That's why I did it. Yeah, but it was like somehow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted by all of it. I, I don't give a I shit know. about them. I want to focus in more on Demi and Derek and Katie and Chris. Like I don't care anymore about Blake and Hannah. No, now at this point, I'm like, I think you deserve each other, and you should end up together. And I never want to see you again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm Throw just the saying. Hannah to the Blake. No, but that's the thing. Like at this point, like if that's I, what she wants. If that's what she wants, if like if she, you know, she's what like early twenties. If she needs to learn that lesson, then she needs to learn that lesson, and no one can stop her. And I just don't want to have to watch it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I sort of get what Hannah's move is here, which I relate to. Is just like if I don't do or say anything, then no one can be mad at me. Yeah, but eventually people are going to be upset that you are not taking actions that mitigate the drama or that, you know, prevent the constant things that are happening to you while you sit helplessly and silent at the center. Um, you can't just, like, escape complicity or, like, drama or blame by by sitting silently there, yeah. um, as tempting as that can be. Can you um, imagine what a season that. with her as Bachelorette would have been? Yeah, I can see why not they did good. not do that. Not good. Um, but it's time to mix things up again. Here comes Dean and his uh -huh. long-awaited mustache. Oh. 
Everyone has been waiting for Dean's mustache to show up. Dean is in good spirits. Dean is enjoying life. He is enjoying life. He's living out of a van. He's just traveling around. He's getting tons of tattoos. I was into the tattoos. I liked them. I'm almost always into tattoos. I I thought they were great. I was into them way more than the mustache. (laughs) Especially when we got the flashbacks of Dean, I was like, hello, Arnold tattoo. I'm more into like Dean 2.0. I had forgotten what they do the flashbacks of him with with D'Lo and Christina. And I was like, oh, he had like a kind of like Nazi youth vibe. Yes. I'd forgotten about that. And now he's like crunchy. So crunchy. I loved it. Yeah, I actually don't mind the mustache. I'm oh, just, I hate it, but I hate them. I really can't. Yeah, I don't like it, but I like Dean's vibe, so I'm kind of, it's I entertaining. Just, I, I just would, like, enjoy the vibe. Just grow a full beard then. Just I not, prefer the I, mustache to the beard because it ooh, has character. No, it's unusual. No. That's the thing. No. I could kind of deal with it until later when they got in a pool and his hair was wet, and without the hair to balance out the mustache <laughs> out, I found it really horrifying. No, that's true. The hair, it, it's part of a whole look. It's part of hair. a whole look. As soon as he was wet, I was like, shave it, shave it now. <laughs> um, so uh, Christina is horrified to see him, but Kaylin is so down for this. And it's sort of funny because everyone is acting like Blake is sort of like irredeemable. And Dean was the monster of last season, and all the women are like, Dean, though, he's a real man. <laughs> it was two like, seasons ago. It was two it? seasons, seasons ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's been two I years. Can't keep track. He's had so much time to grow, Claire. He Come seems, on. He does he seem, seem to be genuinely different. And more mature I will and say this it's nice to see everyone's belief in the in redemption and the power. Well, of, I just think people have a very uh, short memory span. Um, in this franchise. Yes. It's like if you just step away for a couple months, you can come back a changed man. I also have to say that Dean, I think, has improved as a personality yes. through his trials. He is funnier than he was I when agree. he was yeah. before. He's more charming. He's more relaxed. He seems more like I at enjoyed home in him. his skin. I really yeah. enjoyed him. Yeah. Well, also, he's just, he's simply a little bit older. He has more life experience. He's a little well, older. He seems he's, to be, like, not trying to not trying to pretend to be anything he isn't. He's like, yeah, right. sometimes I bathe in lakes. That's who I am <laughs> Take now. Take it or leave Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's the package. Like that's I'm not going to pretend it's something. He's else. like, do I have goals? No. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved his banter. I'm super happy I about that right now. I loved his banter with Chris Harrison. He's like, yeah, ladies are just lining up. I know. Unemployed. <laughs> yeah. I have no ambition. I and live, I out, of live out of a van. <laughs> Under promise and over delivery. But I, but I weirdly but feel like he seems so happy in yeah. that but life it, that it's it like kind of it was sweet, more charming it. than I've ever found anyone living out yeah. of a van. And I do feel like there is something to be said. And I think you see this a little bit with Chris Bukowski, too. Having been, like, humbled by the franchise, you got your huge injection of sexual capital from being popular on the show at first. You've had the you come down. You overstep. Then you yep. have the come down. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm still hot. And, like, I don't need to my be a life dick. is still pretty good. Like, I don't need to... I don't need to overdo it. I can just, like, date one or two really hot people and live in a van. Like, that's fine. That's enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that vibe. So he— Also, both Dean and Chris were kind of, like, the sweet, fresh-faced, very young ones on their respective seasons. Mm-hmm. And so they've grown into themselves a little bit more. Blake is actually a little older, but he is still pulling the same <laughs> sort of super young guy right. who doesn't know what he's gotten himself into. Vibe. Yeah, Blake is Blake is 30. He's not that much younger than Chris. He's older than Dean. 
Yeah. How old is Dean? Is he 29, 29 still? I think he's 29. Yeah, Chris is 32. Okay. So Chris is oh my God. Age. They're all around the yeah. same age. Um, just really. I Clay just is had 31, like, 32. Mike those is 31, moments where 32. you realize that like they all talk about Chris like he is an old man. He's I know. I'm like, he's younger my than age. Me. Yeah. yeah. He just, he does look a lot different than he did when he started on the show 17 well, yeah. years ago. He looks good. Um, And Dean starts to chat with all of the, the ladies. Um, But... Kaylin has a particular interest, and I'd forgotten about this, but it was mentioned on After Buzz. Kaylin had been accused, I think, on Colton season of having been DMing Dean before she went on. And that the idea that, like, Kaylin was sort of, like, previously interested in Dean was something I had p- completely forgot. I have no memory of that. Um, but, but I believe it. She's and I th- I think it's possible that they clearly know each other a little bit at least that they've they've communicated. Um, but Kaylin does not go into this interaction strong because Dean pulls his ex Christina aside to chat first. And before this, and I want you guys to help me understand what's happening. I was happening. so confused by Kaylin this. Kaylin is sitting next to Christina at the bar while Christina has her back to her and is talking to Wills. About appears to just Kaylin. be rehashing some of the stuff we already know about how Kaylin and Christina have this awkward history with Blake. And it might be interfering with Kaylin's, like, enjoyment of the show. And I did not hear anything that sounded like slut shaming, but Kaylin becomes very angry and emotional Look, about yeah. how Kayla, about how Christina is slut shaming her. Okay, there were a few things about this. First, why was Christina having that conversation directly next to Kaylin? Did she just that was very weird? Not I don't take know. stock yeah. of they who was around to be, her. Like, almost touching. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So that was very very confusing to me. Um, I also did not hear slut shaming, and and this is my read on Kaylin. She is has sort of been thrust into a lot of this terminology because um, she was so open about her story of sexual assault. And I think she she has a tendency, she threw around the term gaslighting a little bit lightly. She threw around the term slut shaming. And I'm not quite sure that she's using the terms super correctly all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think she's, like, meaning to misuse them. I think she feels like... Christina is talking about mm-hmm. her sexual experiences, and so she's reading that as slut shaming. Right. But I don't think that's what Christina was doing. She was just being a little bit. Yeah, I think my feeling was that uh, yeah, it it's was very weird. awkward to happen to be there when someone is sharing your business. Yes, without realizing you're there. But it's not like Kaylin didn't talk about Christina's business, which is what Christina said on Twitter. Right. It's yeah. just it feels like Kaylin felt really uncomfortable being there for that, and it made her feel icky to hear how someone else would talk about the situation when she's not there and so she translated that into a form of talk in which she would have been like truly victimized right. I was also just very confused because I was like wait does Wills not know this does any is right. it possible that anyone there doesn't know this at this point everyone has been talking about this nonstop, non-stop. for like two weeks <laughs> Like, what what has Wills like, been up to? Yeah, I was like, how are we still filling people in on this? Wills is on a different show. Like, Wills hasn't been around. <laughs> it's just been Katie Wills watching. Just like, what is going on? Someone tell me. Um, so, Kaylin is crying, and she's like, that fucking bitch. Like, she just wants attention from oh, Dean. Oh, I did not care for that casual. Really this didn't like that. Kaylin also, like, Christina just on... wants attention from Dean. Like, Christina doesn't want attention from Dean. She wants Dean to not be there. Right. Like, after <laughs> what? It, 
it felt like a conversation where like two people were going and being like, "This is awkward. Let's talk about it." So we're not Clearly. spending. Like it felt like a very respectful. Like this is weird. I'm sure both of us would prefer another one. The other one wasn't here, but we are. It so let's have is. an adult conversation about it. Yeah, there's no indication that Dean or Casino were trying to pursue another, no. um, another hookup. Um, Kaylin, uh, however, is still crying when Dean comes to talk to her. Um, and she immediately is like, oh, I, uh, uh, this is so embarrassing. I'm never like this. <laughs> it's like, Kaylin, you've been like, filmed this, is, this whole this time. This is not out of character she, Yeah, she said it's like, that's what she said, wasn't it? This, this is, out is of so character. out of character. Like, ah. for, yeah. It's like, which character? Um, not yours. But Dean is on board. He's like, I'm going to turn that frown upside down. We're going on a date. Um, and He's so charming. Like, he, he really, actually he was, really like, was so charming, charming in that interaction. He really made her feel comfortable. He was jokey. Like, Dean is a is a new man. Yeah. yeah. And I like it. I love to see the redemption happen. Um, <laughs> so he takes Kaylin on a date. Poor Mike. Yeah. Uh, left in the dust. And Cam. The and Kaylin Cam. Won't, won't really someone think of Cam? Um, he got there, his own, like, he got there his is own short film in this episode. A hilarious scene, like, around now when Jordan and Christina are sitting chatting and they're like there's a couple over here there's a couple over there there's a couple over there and just a twosome here and Cam sitting three inches in front of Christina directly in her eyeline says a threesome and Christina says forgot about you Cam and Cam says most people do and then he gets up and walks away perhaps Christina just doesn't have a great awareness of when people are very close to her he was sitting he was like almost touching her foot it was very funny I want to like I hope we like find out later that like Christina is just like incredibly like farsighted or something she's just like I can't actually see anything that's within five feet of me only thing but if Dean is walking down the beach miles away I can see that I can see that um, so Kaylin and Dean have dinner, a very flirty, even more so than with Mike, much flirtier, more fun. Um, and Dean is, you know, telling her all about his lifestyle. He lives in a van. He wants to hit all the national parks in the next six months. And she's like, I also love travel. Didn't she say, like, it's kind of my, it's my thing. thing? It's kind of my thing. Like, what? It's your thing? Wow. Travel is my thing, too. They have, have so much in common. Met anyone? It's like travel and charcuterie boards. The two most unique things <laughs> you can get into. Imagine having a charcuterie board in a van. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Um, and Dean sort of talks about how, like, embarrassed he is about what happened on Paradise when he was on before. Um, but he's learned and he's stronger and he feels sort of bad about the way that that she's walked into all this drama. He clearly feels very sympathetic toward what's going on. Um, and then they swim in a pool and make out. So they seem like a, a couple now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile... Uh, Demi comes out to Tasha. Yeah, Demi has been coming out to yeah. her various friends about the situation. Uh, pretty much the same conversation every time. So I don't think we should spend time. No. Um, uh, but uh, but Derek, meanwhile, is getting more and more in his head about about where things are with Demi. And but we still don't get that conversation. We don't get that conversation <laughs> until the cocktail party. Guess who is has arrived on the beach though? Christian. Christian. I had no idea who he was. I actually did recognize him, and I wasn't sure why. And then I realized it was because he was the 
overly loud guy at Men Tell All. I think I had maybe skipped that Men Tell All. So literally last week and they were like on Monday night when they were like tomorrow on Bachelor in Paradise and they showed the preview. I was like, I do not think I've ever seen that man before in my life. And I've watched so much Bachelor. I also remember him because whenever there's a former professional soccer player on The Bachelor, I remember that. <laughs> it's one of my superpowers. I really um, <laughs> had so no memory. Everyone's heads just turn when Christian walks down. He's like, I am hot. Yeah. And he's he's handsome. He's clearly got a lot of swagger. A lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. Um Jordan is the per- he had a conflict with him on Mantel All and is not impressed that Christian wore athletic shoes for his entrance to Paradise. Go buy a pair of espadrilles, you fucking dick. <laughs> I mean, this honestly. Jordan one liner I enjoyed. Yeah. Espadrilles. <laughs> Um, also, because they did think those shoes were terrible. They were bad shoes. <laughs> they were bad. Look, he's a former athlete. He but I was like, for the health of his foot. It's true. I also did like, I admired being in shoes that terrible and still having that much swagger. Yeah. Oh, he he's not wanting for confidence. Athletic so. shoes on the beach are a big theme on this episode. And my true. husband always wears sneakers on the beach. No, I don't I, know why. I get that because otherwise, like, sandals, like, come off and you get sand no, in them. No, I don't. I, don't, I, I just thought those were particularly <laughs> ugly athletic shoes. Like, they were. We just saw Demi and Jordan roasting for wearing white sneakers in the sand. But I'm just saying these athletes, they need good foot support. So Christian grabs Nicole for a chat. He says he's very sincere. And he basically just goes for it immediately and asks Nicole out. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Clay thought maybe having had her one date to keep him on his toes, maybe she would say no this time. But no. I also no. think Nicole is more genuinely interested and intrigued by Christian than she was yeah. in Jordan. You know? Like, yeah. It's a very friend vibe with Jordan. I think a lot of the women are interested in Christian when he walks in because he's so cute and flirty. Yeah, Sydney and Taysha are both like, oh, man, yeah. they're a little jealous. So Christian and Nicole go jet skiing. He loves a Cuban-American woman. They're sexy. They're hot. And he wants to, like, really put his moves on her. And he does. And Nicole says, like, every Latin guy thinks he's the hottest commodity on the beach. But this time, I think he really is. Like, she expresses all her reservations about the kind of energy he's bringing to the date, but also completely goes is for it. That's the thing. She yeah. was like, I just want to see, like, if there's deeper, if there's more there. But there's then she not. does not seem to attempt to no. find that at any point. But they obviously, you know, they... They obviously have chemistry. They have a lot of chemistry. For, um, you know, they both both speak Spanish. We get to see them speaking Spanish to each other. Oh, my God. That means that I have my I have my closed captions <laughs> on, and that means there were so many of the worst closed caption other, ever <laughs> both speaking Spanish. Oh, no. Th- that always happens when you have the closed captions on when people on screen switch into another language. At least they know it was Spanish. Sometimes it'll just be, like, both speaking foreign language. Closed captions are <laughs> problematic, guys. Um, so, that yeah, they're flirting in English and in Spanish. They're making out. He's biting her while they make out in She's a sexy into way. It. They just they have they have some real chemistry. And then they head back to the beach and Nicole is basically like our chemistry was so explosive and also he was so in control of the date and deciding where it was going to go and what was going to happen, which was really sexy and awesome. She loves an assertive guy. And Clay is very different from that. Clay is just not like yeah. that. No, which is the thing I really enjoy about him. But um, if what you want is someone who's incredibly aggressive, Clay's not your man. Yeah. Yeah. So Clay pulls Nicole aside to sort of reconnect. And 
she and is like, even the bachelorette doesn't go on three consecutive one on ones. And she's like, oh, my God. Yes, I know. She <laughs> loves this. Um, and then he's like, look, but it hurt to see you go with someone else. I wanted to spend time with you. And she's like, well, you could always just be assertive and pull me aside. Um, and he says, do you want me to be more aggressive? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I like. And it would mean a lot to me if you go outside your comfort zone to do that. Um, I just want to be like, Clay, I like, I get that the guys don't have the power this week, but like it might be time to look for someone who is more compatible. Yeah, because, someone yeah. who wants you as you are. And a lot of the women like Clay. Like he is a he was a hot commodity on the beach and Nicole snagged him and now she's like, I want you, you know. to be different. I feel bad because Bibby was like so into yeah. Bibby didn't do a great job no. going for him though. But I No, but like Bibby's like I just feel like Bibby liked Clay as like Clay. Yeah. yeah and also that is it is refreshing to see someone like Clay. He is a physically imposing guy. He, you know, as people keep saying, like he could physically overpower a lot of these like, dudes but that's not it doesn't seem not like it would ever is. cross not, his mind he's not like, an inse- yeah. he's not insecure about his masculinity no. like it's yeah. great to watch we actually have at this point christian come up Ugh. to where clay and nicole are lying on a palapa and stand over them and say he says to clay grabbed- man to man I want to finish off my date with Nicole. So, like, Clay, you can see her tomorrow, but, like, we're going to finish our date. But he also, like, grabs Clay's hand, and then they continue holding hands it's throughout such a weird, this in very whole interaction, interaction that was, like, so uncomfortable. It's also, it was sort of, like, an odd dynamic that Clay didn't move at all. Like, he didn't, like, prop himself up. Or, like, shift. He's just lying there fully back being like, I don't know, man. You already had your date while Christian is aggressively looming over him being like, it's it's my night. It's my date. We're going to finish our date. Um, but I just don't – I don't feel – it doesn't feel like it's in Clay's nature to, like, even, like, stand up and get in someone's no. face. No, I didn't expect him to stand up. I felt just like maybe up. he would sit up. I know, but I didn't. feel like it was probably hard because Christian was also holding his hand still. It was such a weird vibe. Finally, Christian directs and asks to Nicole and is like, what do you want to do? And I, I was glad to see her at least say, like, look, I told you, Clay and I have a connection. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, that's all I needed, man. Yeah, hey. Yeah, well, it's like you asked Clay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how you thought that was going to go down. Um, so this is, again, a situation where a guy comes up. Um, and one of the two guys turns this into a man-to-man jousting session over who's going to pull the woman away without really deferring to the woman in question. But again, I do sort of felt like, although Nicole ended up speaking up, that she loves that they were fighting she did. over her. And I yeah. found that upsetting yeah. and, like— Ugh, it just sends the wrong it sends the wrong message to men that like you're somehow less of a man if yeah. you're not going to get into another man's face if you're not going to be overly aggressive and that like Christian has such a breed of to- toxic masculinity and yeah. Clay is like a wonderful antidote to that and I don't want to see that squash. Well, cuz she also like said to Clay afterward like don't be afraid to like get into a guy's face yeah. if and I was like no. 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 Yeah. Stop saying all of these things to him. He's great. Yeah, she takes him like for a walk to cool down then she's like he was towering over you but like you're such a big guy like you you, you should be able to like to 
to intimidate him, basically. And I was like, Nicole. I know. Um, but that's what Nicole wants. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I don't But I don't first, know. we have the cocktail party. Once again, we have no rose ceremony, but we do um, get some more development of these situations. We finally see Demi sit down with Derek and tell him uh, that she has been dating someone at home and it's a woman. I, they had edited this in previews for her to be saying, like, I'm dating someone and it's a woman. And then his face just falls. And in reality, what happens is that he sort of looks at her and is like, He's like oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, they that's totally what you were edited it like he was yeah. going to be devastated. He's like, oh, OK. Um, and so he basically says, I appreciate you telling me that. I know it can't have been easy. But I am wondering how you can consider both relationships simultaneously and have it still be, like, meaningful. Meaningful. And she's like, well, because they're both very different and I like you both a lot. And she's like, he says, well, I'm okay with taking it slow. Um, and she's she's really thrilled to hear that. And they both kind of relax. And she says, I feel sort of liberated now. And he's like, you should feel that way. And it's just oh, very nice. It was very nice. lovely. It was a very lovely conversation. I like their dynamic. I enjoyed the openness of this dialogue. And yeah. good job, Derek. I, I mean, we all bud. know that Derek was not going to handle that like no. a meathead. So, But it was nice to see. <laughs> it was nice yeah. to see. It's also because these are, like, it's, like, a conversation that's just, like, never been had on the franchise. Right. It was, like, nice to see the first time it being had it be in such a, like, positive, supportive way. Right. It's way. crazy that it hasn't happened before now. Yeah. But it hasn't. But it so hasn't. So you want to well, see it I mean, dealt with respectfully. I mean, what's interesting is that we have had someone be openly bisexual on Paradise before. They, she just didn't have any women to date. And she right. didn't have a girlfriend Wait, at who? home. Jamie. Jamie. And, and, and oh, they really did right. not handle it well. They really kind of tokenized her. In a and way. there was a lot of queer baiting. There was a lot yeah. of like, oh, is Jamie going to hook up with a woman? And it's like, no, because they're all extremely straight and like are right. not Right, so gonna she's going to go out her. with a guy right. that she's interested in. It right. was yeah, really... It was, it was, she was really not treated uh, and her sexuality was not treated with the respect that Demi's is. And, you know, I think it is telling that Demi, again, we've said this is like white blonde, petite. Yeah. Um, and that's not, like, again, not a criticism of her, just a fact of the way that yeah. this show finds, like, a, the most, quote-unquote, you know, acceptable or, quote-unquote, safe um, vessel for yeah. its kind of diversity testing. I also feel like Demi had sort of already made herself, like, her appearances on Hannah's season of Bachelorette, and, like, I feel like Hannah was, or, I mean, like, Demi was already, like, very in with like the franchise and someone yeah. that like yeah whereas Jamie was just not as much of a character and right I think clearly like they wouldn't have let her come on with the the girlfriend situation if they didn't really want her on paradise right yeah so, like clearly she has a lot of leverage um, but, like, are they going to bring the girlfriend on later? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's are. totally what's happening. That yeah, right? happen. it is what's happening. We've seen, we've seen, yeah, like, yeah. She's, it's been in the previous. Previous. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is it another bachelor person? No. Do we think? No, it's, it's they not. just, like, bring the girlfriend. Yeah, they just bring yeah. her. So we'll um, see how it goes. We're going to we'll see. see. I'm this, so curious. Yeah, continue to evolve. Okay. So, what else do we need to talk about from the rose ceremony? I well, mean, sorry, from the non rose ceremony. <laughs> exactly. There's no rose ceremony. But so, Anyeka is shopping her rose around. She's having platonic situations with Cam and JPJ. 
Um, meanwhile, Kaylin and Dean are cuddling while he tells her that he showers <laughs> in public bathrooms, rivers, etc. She looks deeply horrified but continues to touch him. Mike so. and Sydney have a thing. Yes. He really just likes her core values and, and her, her character. character. Very sweet. Crispy and Katie. Apparently They're all in now. All yeah, in. Still going well. And uh, this is where John Paul Jones pulls out the Shakespeare. So Cam and Anika come to kind <laughs> of sit and chat on a palapa, and John Paul Jones is lying on the other side of it. Like, like a, under a pillow. <laughs> like a dead fish, just like completely prone, muttering to himself, what lady is that? What lady is that? What lady is that? He's like, don't tell anyone I'm doing this. This stays between us. And they're like, um, what are like, you I doing? I wouldn't even know what to tell someone if I tried. <laughs> it was very bizarre to watch. But apparently what's happening is he's memorizing a passage from Romeo and Juliet to recite for Taisha. JPJ has a thing for Taisha. And she's into and it, she's which is so it. confusing to me. I mean, look, he's a handsome guy. Is Where he, is she from? Yes. I guess I there were moments where I was like, okay, I guess I can see his handsome, handsomeness. She's from California. He's from Maryland. Um, I did. No, I just wonder if there's like a if that's like the type of like well, guy she that she grew up of, with everyone. She said she is very into um, like blonde guys. I mean, she was very into Colton. And yeah. I guess there is some similarity there. I also enjoy when how she, she says he looks like Heath Ledger. I saw that. I saw no, it too. I, have, I saw yeah, it too. I do see that a little I bit. I also like that she she says like. Most people that talk the way he does just, like, aren't very smart. Yeah. <laughs> and he's smart. <laughs> well, so he proves this to her by reciting this entire intro- – the, the the scene where Romeo first sees Juliet and then he culminates <laughs> it with a kiss. Um, and she is super impressed. Um, like, he's a poet. And I was like, when they just deliver the lines, it's called being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> But he's, you know, they're really, they're really vibing. They're both super into each other. They're super happy. Um, so I guess we know where another rose is going. Yeah. Um, Nicole is like, I'm so stressed. I thought it would be so fun to have the power, but like now I might have to just break someone's heart. And like, I just never thought I'd be in this position. She can barely conceal her glee. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, like, I don't think she's going to break anyone's heart. Actually, I think Clay will be really sad. I but... think that there are a couple people she could make sad and disappointed. Yeah, but like, let's not. We're not. It's always when it's week. like when it's like the week two of the Bachelorette, and they're like, it's so hard to have to hurt people like this, and it's like they're fine. They'll like, be fine. They'll be fine. Um, but Christian is setting up a special uh, <laughs> event for Nicole. It's a pinata and some champagne and chocolate covered strawberries. And chocolate-covered strawberries, yes. Don't One forget. has her name written on them, which is, like, the biggest romantic gesture of yeah. paradise. I got <laughs> I got some white chocolate writing on the dessert that I had the chef prepare for I mean, for that you. takes an extra step, Claire. Yeah. Um, so they're hanging on the palapa, chatting during this roast, uh, the cocktail party. Meanwhile, Jordan has decided this is yet another problem for him to solve. He's given up his interest in Nicole, and now he he takes this as an affront to Clay. Yeah. His buddy. His, his good buddy Clay. Good buddy Clay. And he's just like, Clay, go get him. You need to like be more assertive. Uh, and Clay finally is like, okay, I'll go interrupt. Yeah, like literally everyone is back patting Clay. Like, off you yeah, go. Go like, handle go, go, this. Go. Nicole wants you to be a man. Um, I hated when Sydney said that. Ugh, yuck. Um, but it's, I mean, that is what Nicole That is what Nicole keeps <laughs> yeah. saying. And they're all just like, all right, give Nicole what she wants. Yeah, she wants you to be aggro. Get in there. So he goes and in, like, the sweetest way, tries to pull her away. It doesn't work. 
Uh, Christian just is just there. like, I'm not going to let you take her. Which is menacing. And Nicole says, I don't know. And finally, Clay's like, well, I don't want Nicole to be in an awkward situation. So I'm going to so just I'm gonna go. But it's not for you, Christian. Um, so he walks away. And Jordan feels betrayed by this. <laughs> also, Nicole then seems to be like, oh, that was not the right time to come over. And I was like, what do you want, woman? Do you right. want him to be aggressive and Honestly, assertive or not? I think what Nicole wants, she wants Clay to be assertive in the way where he makes her feel romanced. Right. Which is what she meant by making a gesture. Like, she liked that Christian sort of controlled the flow of the date, that he knew when to make a move, that he wasn't deferential to her about those things. She wants Clay to be like, I set up this thing for you, and now we're going to dance. Yeah. No, but she did. When she was talking about, like, the things she loved about Christian, when she was like, every time I make odd contact with him, he's like, ooh. And it's like sex. Yeah. I was like, that is my worst nightmare. nightmare. Christian, yeah, yeah. Nicole his likes moves it. are not are not moves for me. But but I think that but, what she means mainly is that she wants him to take control of romantic situations to prepare things right. for Inse- her. Instead right. of her having then, to be more of the sexual aggressor, right? Yeah. And right. then for her, him to stand up for himself in a very masculine way when <laughs> confronted. But she doesn't necessarily want him to make the move of I'm going to go interrupt. And so what's happening is she's like, I feel like I conveyed what I wanted very clearly, but instead he's doing this annoying other thing. And he's like, that's what you wanted. <laughs> but Jordan is like, I'm going to go break that pinata. You want me to do it, Clay? Want me to do it? And Clay Clay's is like, like literally, no, please, please don't. Please do not do Wills, that. Wills and Clay are just sitting there being like, no, man, no. No, please no, don't. don't do it. This is, do And he's like, but do, do you want me to? And they're like, like, no, we really, like, please I don't. genuinely finally, don't want you to. And finally he's like, I'm doing this because Clay is a good friend of mine. And and uh, Clay's just like, I have nothing to do with this yeah. to the camera. Um, so Jordan goes up and tries to st- just casually just be like, hey, man, look, uh, Clay's a good friend of mine, so I'm just going to have to take this. And I was like, you're just giving him way too much time to react. You got to run up, snatch it, and go. Because but he wasn't trying to, like, he was trying to unhook, unhook it. it. He was trying yeah, to, like, he wasn't delicately it down. unhook it from No, the... it's, it's like the teddy bear moment where he's yeah. just, like, he's not, like, really hulking out. He's just like, and now I will abscond with the thing <laughs> yeah. with which you were making your romantic overtures. But Christian just way overreacts to this and starts fighting with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gets up to grapple oh, with him. Oh, my God. It goes, it gets, like. And that's where we quickly. That's where yeah. we end, and we see that it's going to involve a lot of security people next week. Yeah, it seems like it, like because it seems to go farther down onto the beach and involve security people, yeah. and maybe it. This fight is going to continue, um, and we have to wait until next. And week. I'm like, does it maybe then get it, like do more people get involved? Like if Christian keeps wailing on Jordan, right. does Clay then step in to be like, "Yo, stop wailing on my"? Can they just send little three friend. guys home for fighting on the beach, and then they don't even have to have a rose ceremony? Oh my god, how? What would Nicole do if both? If all if of her guys, all got, of her guys got sent home, I actually would kind of like to see that reaction. That would be amazing. She's like, "Oh no, they fought over me." too much <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted it to be enough to make me the yeah. bachelorette of paradise <laughs> and um, uh, mercifully that's, that's where we end brought this end. week's episode oh my to god conclusion. I'm so sorry guys um, you know what I have to say I just love paradise I love <laughs> it so much it's so insane but like there's so much happening and it feels like like I love The Bachelor too but there's this like artificial thing of everyone being like I'm obsessed with this one person and I feel like you just get to see more human on Paradise and it also feels like they have so they all have so much time together so you see 
more actual conversations and you sort of do feel like, yeah, I actually feel like a relationship could come out of this because you are talking about like, like every time they walk in on a snippet of Demi's conversation before something else happens, she's like, yeah, I do finger bang sometimes if they're into <laughs> it or like, yeah, I threw up in my boot. So I went yeah. home in one boot and I just, I don't know. I just feel like the thing is that the best parts are the things like Demi asking Derek to sniff her armpit and then there's just so much narrative that you have to recap yeah. that it's impossible to I think that I feel differently about Paradise than I would if I were just a fan because it does feel there's too much plot but too oh, yeah. much actual plot. you guys have a lot that's the thing as a mostly just viewer who comes in occasionally and you guys have your notes <laughs> and I just comment it is pure joy it is summer fun it's summer, summer fun. fun in a bottle uh, well thank you so much for helping us through the four hours. <laughs> yes, this was four a hours of nonstop As making out that Thank we watched. Thank you for having me. I truly enjoy it. Please come back anytime. You know I will. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Feminism Fails. This week was not a banner week for feminism <laughs> on the beach, despite a few bright moments. Uh, we actually had two separate instances of uh, men, Christian and Blake, trying to fight with their rivals over who could talk to the woman they're both interested in instead of letting her speak for herself. And you know what? I'm going to tack on to that. The women encouraged this by not speaking up for themselves, even when directly asked for their input. It was all bad. Uh, I wasn't a fan of how Nicole or Hannah handled this. I wasn't a fan of how Christian and Blake handled this. Um, everyone uh, that I just mentioned especially seem to be playing into and enjoying even or at least uh, expecting it to continue this idea that um, the men make the decisions about who gets the woman and it's between the men to fight it out. Um, it was really hard to see the women not getting their voices heard even when they had the opportunity. And it was also very annoying to hear the men talk about the women as if they were toys that they felt it was their turn to play with. So I'm going to give that a five. It was so unpleasant to watch. Oh, absolutely. And then we had Nicole and at one point Sydney encouraging Clay over and over again to, quote, be a man, be aggressive. You know, this is what it takes to be a real man is to go and assert yourself in an incredibly, you know, borderline violent and menacing way. Uh, you know, I think that we should actually encourage a plethora of expressions of masculinity, not be encouraging men who have a softness to their personalities to become more violent and aggressive. That is is not what we should be doing in 2019. I think it's really, really fucking harmful. So I'm going to give that one a five, too. Do better next week, guys. Jeez. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Aaron Dark, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Bachelor in Paradise recaps. And give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for more Bachelor in Paradise. And do you want even more Here to Make Friends? Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. 
Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And if you're still listening, come to our live show. We'll be at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on Thursday, August 22nd. It's coming up. Tickets are still available at worldcafelive.com. But if you're New York-based, we also have another live show coming up in Manhattan at the Gramercy Theater, which will be on Wednesday, September 4th. Tickets are available for that at livenation.com or at the Gramercy Theater's website. 